2: People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org.
3: Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety?
4: know my name, but you sure know me. I work in New York, Boston, and D.C. used to be a typist secretary, but now I enter data on my VDT. I tell you, it's not like a show on TV. It's helped to earn a living on a VDT. You won't hear me say the typing was fun, at least I could see the work that I had done And the boss couldn't test my foot. If you ever spent hours behind a DDT You know no one needs a union more than me eyes are aching, but now I can see It's hell to earn a living on a VDT Tell you it's not what I thought it would be It's hell to earn a living on a VDT
5: our labor music set. We had, uh, last one there was uh, Tom Jurovich talking about the VDT, putting information in, uh, sort of an unsung group of workers that have developed over the last 20 years. You can't have big computer companies without, without a lot of skilled workers at all different kinds of things. Um, they were pretty, w- pretty much unorganized. So if you got any idea about how to organize the white-collar workers at the big computer companies in Santa Clara and San Jose, get on down there and do it. <laughs> um, before that, we had... Solidarity Forever in, in our notes about Ralph Chaplin, very well-known uh, songwriter for the labor movement. And um, then we had Slaves of Toil by the James Connolly Songs of Freedom Band. Connolly, of course, the Irish socialist, and uh, another labor culture guy just like Ralph Chaplin. He wrote a lot of songs. This one was slaves of toil getting rid of the masters and uh, solidarity forever by the great Ralph Chaplin okay we're getting up on the uh, on the 12 o'clock hour and I want to begin by uh, the 11 o'clock hour pardon me. 1055, and this is Mutiny Radio, and I'm the B, the Union B, to be exact, Um, coming at you between 10 and 12 every Saturday morning, your uh, online labor magazine, labor articles, labor music, songs and stories of social justice, news, commentary, interviews you can't listen live, listen on our uh, archives. That's mutinyradio.org. And go to archives and find Labor and Love. So I'm going to talk about uh, Alta California, which is a company based in Marin County. Okay. And California uh, manufactures uh, um, tinctures made from uh, cannabis plants, marijuana plants. And uh, they have three different strengths of tincture. There's a, there's a different um, ratio between the CBD, which is the healing which are the healing aspects of the plant. And the THC, which is the euphoric. So they make three different mixes. One of them is for healing, and that's mostly CBD. One of them is tranquility, which is a balance of the two. And then there's the euphoria tincture for that getaway feeling that, you know, that nice high feeling that that uh, often is so relaxing and so beneficial, to relax, that is. So that's uh, CBD Science there at Stinson Beach, California, 94970, 877-737-4420. That's 877-737-4420. And they're called cbdscience.com, all lowercase. Get in touch with the people at Alta California and tell them the people from Mutiny Radio, specifically the B, sent you. My other quote unquote commercial is for a book company, a publishing house called P.M. Press, and P.M. Press publishes books of interest to people on the left from anarchists, socialists, communists, uh, social democrats, everything on the left uh, that you probably won't find anywhere else. I'm holding in my hand a book called Revolutionary Women, a group of stencils. And it's published by PM Press. And PM Press is located at Post Office Box 23912, Oakland, California, 94623. They can be reached at 510-658-3906 or on the web www.pmpress.org. Revolutionary women, and today I'm gonna read to you about Lolita Lebron. Lolita Lebron was a political dissident and longtime prisoner working for a liberated Puerto Rico. She was born in Lares, Puerto Rico to a family of poor cigar workers. Two years before her birth, the Jones-Shafroth Act made all Puerto Rican citizens of the United States Spanish-speaking children were required to recite the United States Pledge of Allegiance in class and read textbooks in English. Lolita remembers young children being forced to wet their pants if they didn't ask permission to use the bathroom in English. This, she said, was a form of U.S. terrorism. She became a follower of Dr. Pedro Albizu, Campos, leader of the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party, and attended the party's meetings in New York. She corresponded with Campos while he was in prison. As a result, he chose Lolita, a woman he had never met, to lead an attack, an attack now, on the US House of Representatives on March 1st, 1954. In the victor's gallery above the chamber in the House of Representatives, Lolita stood up saying, Viva Puerto Rico Libre! Long live a free Puerto Rico and unfolded a Puerto Rican flag. The group then opened fire with automatic pistols, mooning five lawmakers and one representative. After her arrest, Lolita yelled, I did not come to kill anyone. I came to die for Puerto Rico. She appeared, she was released in 1979 after serving 25 years. Following her release, she appeared before cheering crowds at rallies in Chicago and New York and was welcomed as a hero in Puerto Rico by the various independence groups. In 2001, she was involved in the movement to stop the U.S. Navy from testing its weapons at a place called Vieques. The whales that usually spawned there were being terrorized by the noises that that were incumbent on the tests and the explosion. They were using this part of Puerto Rico as an artillery range, a shooting gallery. This island Vieques. Such protests resulted in the US Navy leaving the island in 2003. On International Women's Day 2008, Lolita gave another rallying speech telling the hundreds of women gathered, we want everyone to know that women in Puerto Rico rep- support, demand, and are fighting for the independence of Puerto Rico. Lolita LeBron died in uh, 2000. Another woman you wouldn't want to mess with. All right, let's play our PSAs now.
6: It's me, the ocean. I've shown you some great times, given you some fish. Do me a favor, don't pollute me. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs, which saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year? If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. For more information, go to getonboardnow.org.
7: This public service announcement is brought to you by Mutiny Radio.
0: The House Rabbit Society is an international volunteer based nonprofit organization that rescues rabbits and educates the public on rabbit care and behavior through its national networks of fosterers and educators, award winning website, advocacy programs, publications, classes, and more. The House Rabbit Society Rabbit Center, opened in 2000, is both the headquarters for House Rabbit Society and is a one of a kind adoption and education center rescuing rabbits as space permits from 24 municipal and county shelters throughout the San Francisco Bay Area and offering a wide variety of educational programs to the larger community. For more information, go to www.rabbit.org or you could call
6: 510-970-7575.
7: This public service announcement is brought to you by Mutiny Radio.
6: A grassroots animal welfare group called FixSanFrancisco.org has been working with other local groups, city agencies, and the San Francisco Animal Welfare Commission in moving the city of San Francisco towards a legislated no kill policy. For more information, go to FixSanFrancisco.org.
7: This public service announcement is brought to you by
6: Mutiny. Do you Radio. like to play video games? Shoot hoops. Watch baseball games or just have fun in your spare time? Then become a mentor. Friends for Youth has served at-risk youth residing in San Mateo and northern Santa Clara counties since 1979. Their program creates and supports friendships between youth in need and adults who strive to make a difference. If you or someone you know would like to help a young person achieve their full potential, please call 650 482 Twenty-eight sixty-seven, or visit friendsforyouth.org.
7: This public service announcement is brought to you by Mutiny Radio.
8: Oakland
9: Art Murmur is.
5: Okay, back again. This is Labor and Love, and we're uh, coming at you from Mutiny Radio. This is your weekly labor magazine. Articles, commentary, conversation, interviews, all about the labor movement, past, present, and future. And, by implication, all about social justice movements, past, present, and future of which the labor movement is a very big part and always has been. Even if not identified, say, as a union movement, combinations of working people who get together to help one another and make their lives better and always, always at the mercy of the power of the government and its allies and the plutocrats and their government. Uh, Our government has been very weak. It has not supported us in our endeavor to uh, work and have a fair workplace. Okay, enough said. Let's uh, jump back into some music. I'll start with uh, Miss Tracy Chapman.
10: You gotta make a decision Leave tonight or live and die this way So I remember when we were driving Driving in your car Speed so fast I felt like I was drunk City lights day out before and your arm felt nice crap around my shoulder And I, I Had a feeling that I belonged I bigger a house and live in the suburbs I remember when we were driving Driving in your car the Speed so fast it felt like I was drunk City lights day out before Your arms felt nice wrapped around my shoulder and I, I had a feeling that I belonged I, I had a feeling I could be someone be someone, be someone You got a fast car I got a job, that pays all our bills You sell, drink and play that, The borrow some more your friends than you do your kids I'd always hope for better Thought maybe together you and me find it I got no plans, I ain't going nowhere Take a fast car and keep on driving Yeah, I'm going next strap round my shoulder and I, I had a feeling that I belong. I, I had a feeling I could be someone, be someone, be someone You got a fast car, is it fast enough so you can fly away?
9: en
5: Colorado, porque va
9: a empezar al rato el piano del
5: cantón.
9: Juana, 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 juana. siento volador, pegué le esas teclas ya estoy aviador pegué le esas teclas que ya estoy volador
5: That was, um, that was Lalo Guerrero. I'm to stop in the middle of that set to uh, talk a little about Lalo Guerrero. Um, Lalo Guerrero was very famous uh, in the United States and in Latin America. He was born in Tucson, Arizona. And his father worked for the Southern Pacific Railroad. Um, he moved to L.A. in the 1940s. Uh, he's known as the father of, the Chicano, of Chicano music. He wrote and recorded many songs in all sorts of genre. He also wrote children's songs and songs about Cesar Chavez, other farm workers and braceros. Guerrero wrote songs for El Tria, Los Panchos, Lola Beltran, and many other famous artists. His pachuco music, the 1940s and 50s, provided the soundtrack. To Luis Valdez, late 1970s play and movie, Zoot Suit. And that song that we played was a marijuana boogie. And uh, that is featured in Zoot Suit. If you haven't seen Zoot Suit... Uh, go see it today go see it today everyone uh, everyone needs to see that the style of that film the ideas in that film um in the 1940s he became a friend of the ronstadt family of arizona father of popular vocalist linda ronstadt was gilbert his friend um did parodies like Davy Crockett and <clears throat> Elvis Perez, Pancho Claus, um, a major, major star in the music firmament and the originator of, of uh, Chicano music. And uh, we'll be playing a lot more of Dado uh, Guerrero in the weeks to come. Let's see now, I'm going to play one a little more contemporary now, okay, let's play this one.
11: Yet our best trained, best educated, best equipped, best prepared, troops refuse to fight. Matter of fact, it's safe to say that they would rather switch than fight. America. Straight out racist, the sucker was simple and plain. Motherf- John Wayne. Cause I'm black and I'm proud Already of I'm ready, I'm hype cause I'm amped. Most of my heroes don't appear in no stamp. <sighs> simple, I'll look at you looking find nothing but rednecks for 400 years if you check. Don't worry, be happy Was a number one jam. Damn, if I said it, you could slap me right, right here. here. 3
5: That was a uh, that was a labor set, and uh, we had last one we had was "Fight to Power" by Public Enemy. I think it's a, sort of a common uh, feeling among a lot of people, especially people of my generation, that hip hop music is devoid of any real. Uh, socially redeeming qualities like hip-hop artists are not inclined to to write protest music write and perform it that's not true okay and we'll we'll be seeing a lot of uh, examples of that in the weeks to come so we had let's see we had uh, lalo guerrero with uh, the marijuana boogie. And as I said, that was in the movie uh, and the play of Zoot uh, <clears throat> Suit. Before that, we had Tracy with Fast Car. And I love that song because uh, it kind of makes its own forms. Uh, and she forces uh, her her... Her whole story into the, her whole character story into a few sentences that she's worked at a uh, at a uh, convenience store, grocery market. We'll get good jobs. We'll be able to make it. We'll cross the border and we'll get over there and we'll be able to make it and get a house out in the suburbs. That that hope. That kind of. Uh, message that America got out to everybody, it's still happening, even though it's not happening. (laughs) The message is happening, that you can come here and work hard and uh, be well off, is no longer uh, happening. People come here and work very hard, and the bar keeps rising up on them. Um, And then we had Tom Jurevich. Which I, yeah, I I already spoke about Tom Jurebik. We're going back a little too far now. All right, so this day in labor history. um, Let's start with today, February 7th. On this day in 1894, gold miners near Cripple Creek, Colorado, walked off the job, leading to one of the biggest victories for organized labor in the Gilded Age after the state of Colorado intervened on the side of the workers. The strike made the Western Federation of Miners the major labor organization among Western miners, as well as a reputation of violence that made it unacceptable to conservative labor groups in the AFL. By the 1890s, the area around Cripple Creek was the center of the Colorado gold fields. Cripple Creek itself was the second largest city in the state. The panic of 1893 theoretically could have helped these workers. It was silver prices that collapsed and the government needed all the gold it could get. But this led silver miners to flood into the mines and convince mine o- owners to lower wages. The iron rule of uh, employers. The more workers there are contributing for a job, the less you can pay the worker to do that job. Announcing a 10-hour day previously eight with no pay raise by the mine owners led the miners to walk out. The strike was widespread and effective. By the end of February, virtually every gold mine in Colorado was shut down. A few gave in and restarted their mines after retreating back to the eight-hour day. However, the big mines were intransigent and brought in scab labor. On March 16th, a group of armed miners captured and beat six sheriff deputies heading up to a mine at Victor where they were to assist in the protection of scabs. El Paso County Sheriff M.F. Bowers requested state militia intervention from the governor, Populist Davis Waite. Waite was not the preferred governor for Colorado capitalists. When he realized that Bowers was lying to him about the extent of violence and really wanted a state strike-breaking force, he withdrew the militia. Bowers then arrested the strike leaders, but a jury found them not guilty of trumped-up charges. Meanwhile, the strikers began to attack the scabs, throwing bricks and getting into fistfights with them. Mine owners then attempted to negotiate with the miners, offering a return to the eight-hour day, but at reduced pay. The miners rejected this offer out of hand and Waits still refused to use the state militia. The owners decided to raise a private army of their own. They paid for an army of 100 men, mostly ex-policemen, to become sheriff deputies and protect the hundreds of scabs they intended to bring in the mine, the workers into the mine. During a complete massacre, Governor Waite stepped in. It was an extremely rare move for a Gilded Age, but Wa- Waite issued an order declaring the, workers private army al- the owner's private army illegal and ordered the capitalists to disband it, sen- sending in the state militia as a peacekeeping force. He went to the miners and got their approval to be their bargaining agents with the mine owners. Mine owners were apoplectic. Even though they reached an argument, an agreement, mine owners wanted revenge. Wait forced the mine owners to agree to restore the eight-hour day at previous wages of about $3 a day about $73 today. So basically the equivalent of about $9 an hour for extremely dangerous work. Arguably, organized labor's biggest win in the entire Gilded Age. One of the critical uh, actions in the development of the Western Federation of Miners, which later became one of the uh, backbone groups of the uh, IWW. Okay, let's talk a little bit uh, now about pregnancy rights because there has been a break in some news about pregnancy rights for working women who become pregnant. While New Jersey and New York City were the latest to pass workplace product protections for pregnant workers, a new state has taken up the cause, West Virginia. The state has long been mostly purple but hasn't voted for a Democratic president since 1996. Yet now it's embracing a new requirement for its employers championed by progressives. It's Pregnant Workers Fairness Act, which requires employers to make reasonable accommodations for pregnant workers unless there is undue hardship, unanimously passed the House on Wednesday. While there are some existing federal protections for pregnant workers, they can still suffer financial hardship or even health problems when employers refuse to accommodate them. One West Virginia worker who wished to remain anonymous because she's still employed found out the hard way that her employer in the chemical industry put her on unpaid leave when she showed a doctor's note that she couldn't work with a particular chemical. Her story had a positive outcome, however. After she hired a lawyer, the company came to the table and came to an agreement. But as Margaret Chapman Pomponio, executive director of WV Free, one of the organizations helping to propel the bill forward, told Think Progress this law will address those problems without having the resources to get a lawyer. Democrats need to publish a federal bill on pregnant workers' rights. This is lawyers' guns and money. And uh, there's an article here about the AFL-CIO coming out for Keystone. This is the big issue for labor to solve now. How will labor solve this issue? Issues, is you need to destroy the earth to have job. That's what capitalists do, the the capitalism in the form that we're at now. Mega-corporate capitalism, Uh, capitalism. mega-capitalism. So what do you do? You need the job. You need to provide for your family. You need to get jobs for your your workers if you're a a union official. If those jobs entail the continuing destruction of the natural environment, what do you do? What do you do? Let's say, what, what, what would you do in that place, whether you're uh, a construction worker or a uh, you know, a worker de- who depends on the depletion of the Earth's resources or not? What would you do? That's the situation that capitalist capitalism puts us into. Okay, the hour uh, hand has turned the corner now and it's climbing up towards 12. On the way out of here, I want to play uh, just some good feeling music, stuff that I found. Uh, the Bonnie Raitt, Amy Lou Harris. <clears throat>
4: Ladies and gentlemen, Bonnie Raitt.
5: Bonnie Raitt with, uh, along with Tracy Chapman. Had a buddy guy, a tribute. time for Karen Miraji. I wanted to play one more song, again remembering the great Pete Seeger who had such an influence uh, over the lives of a lot of people in such a positive way. Not only teaching people about the the beautiful unifying effects of music. Uh, Pete Seeger didn't normally sing solo solo concerts, uh, the, the, uh, he wanted the audience to sing too, he wanted people all to sing together. But his unyielding determination to make life better for the working people and the people of color and for women, I mean he was involved in just about every kind of movement, including the environmental movement big, that uh, came along. The labor movement, the civil rights movement, the women's rights movement, the anti-war movement, uh, anti-nuke movement, just on and on and on. And I have to confess that uh, the temptation for someone like me who, who has a show and plays music is to play too much Pete Seeger. So I kind of stayed away from him, uh, because his influence is so strong. Anyway, here's Pete singing, and this is where he is right now, Uh, The Big Rock Candyman.
2: One evening as the sun went down and the jungle fires were burning, down the track came a hobo hiking. He said, boys, I'm not turning. I'm heading for a land that's far away Beside that crystal fountain I'll see you all this coming fall In the Big Rock Candy Mountains In the Big Rock Candy Mountains It's a land that's fair and bright The handouts grow on bushes And you sleep out every night The boxcars all are empty The sun shines every day I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow Where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow In the Big Rock Candy Mountains Oh, the buzzin' of the bees in the cigarette trees By the soda water fountain By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the Big Rock Candy Mountains In the Big Rock Candy Mountains You never change your socks Little streams, of alcohol, come trickling down the rocks. Oh, the shacks all have to tip their hats. The railroad bulls are blind. There's a lake of stew and ginger ale too. You can paddle all around it in a big canoe in the Big Rock Candy Mountains. Oh, the buzzing of the bees and the cigarette trees by the soda water fountain by the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock candy mountains in the big rock candy mountains the cops have wooden legs the bulldogs all have rubber teeth and the hens lace soft boiled eggs the boxcars all are empty and the sun shines every day I'm bound to go where there ain't no snow Where the sleet don't fall and the wind don't blow In the Big Rock Candy Mountains Oh, the buzzin' of the bees in the cigarette trees By the soda water fountain By the lemonade springs where the bluebird sings In the Big Rock Candy Mountains In the Big Rock Candy Mountains The jails are made of tin you can slip right out again, as soon as they put you in. There ain't no short-handled shovels, no axes, saws, nor picks. I'm bound to stay where you sleep all day, where they hung the jerk that invented work in the Big Rock Candy Mountain. Over oh, buzzing buzzin' of the bees in the cigarette trees, by the soda water fountain lemonade springs where the bluebird sings in the big rock
5: candy mountain and that was Pete um, singing the big rock candy mountain the uh, kind of imaginary heaven that the uh, hobos had and have who knows Uh, also a cowboy song big hit among the cowboys this is uh, the bee and uh, this has been labor and love we're crawling up till the 12 o'clock hour if you hang in there and wait you get thinking cap coming right up after me Uh, i want to thank all my listeners and i want to give a call out to my soulmate sylvia ramirez and my daughter vita who makes me proud to be a dad kiki Sumni, charlie lexi Vida and uh, Nepo and uh, Solina, our new arrival, and Malin, who gives, gives us good work. I want to say hello to Irene. And to all you people out there, remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, that means another person worked for a dollar they didn't get. And I'll see you next week, or I'll talk to you next week. You'll hear me next week at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. This is the Labor and Love Radio sh- Show on Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, a collective of people who are offering cutting-edge culture and uh, music worth worth coming down here and checking out. Um, And that's just what I'm going to do right now. I'm going to check out with our checkout song by Carrie Miraji. This is her beautiful version of the international. Goodbye and good work, everybody.
3: food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm gonna guess waffles. (laughs) That is incorrect. Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altaCalifornia.com. That's 4altaCalifornia.com. For a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana, check them out. Today at number four, AltaCalifornia.com.
6: Mutiny Radio presents Does This Joke Make Me Look Fat? A one woman comedy show by Pam Benjamin. January 31st at Mutiny Radio and February 1st at The Purple Onion at Kells. This performance poet turned comedian is excited to present a full length comedy show at two venues. She jokes about feminism, cats, cougar sex with 23-year-old skateboarders, her deeply religious past, and literary smart people stuff. She'll sing and dance for the man, and even do part of this comedic show in her underwear. You won't want to miss it. Comics Aaron Barrett and Christopher Conester will be opening this amazing one-woman show that will also be... You got to serve somebody.
5: Delabored. Rock
12: and roll attic, prancing on the stage. Drugs that choke a man, women in the cage. Maybe a businessman, some high degree thief. They call you doctor, they call you the chief. They got to serve somebody.
5: Maybe your brother, maybe the boss. Oh.
12: All along But you gotta serve somebody Maybe a state trooper Maybe a young Turk Maybe the head of some big TV network Don't
5: matter who you are
12: Maybe rich or poor Maybe blind or lame be living in another country Under another name But you're
5: to serve somebody, this is The B coming to you from Mutiny Radio at 2781 21st Street. And the show is Labor and Love, your weekly labor magazine, where we bring you news and views and interviews all about labor and the labor movement here in the Bay Area, the country and beyond. Featuring the very best in topical, protest, labor music. Hey, glad to hear from you. Every day is Labor Day. When one man gets a dollar he didn't work for, another man worked for a dollar he didn't get. Most recently, if you don't have a seat at the table, you're probably on the menu. (laughs) a little more on that later I want to finish off this first set we got our drought song coming up because we are still in a drought here in California and then we got a little song about the kind of music we play on this show happy Mother's Day to all you mothers out there Um, without you we wouldn't be here okay so here's uh get yourself all set now figure out what you want to be doing while you're listening and uh, i'll get some music here to give you a little time and we're gonna have a fine saturday morning
0: I'm tired of moon songs, of star, and of June songs. They simply make me nap. And ditties romantic drive me nearly frantic. I think they're all full of pap. History's making, nations are quaking. Why sing of stars above? For while we are waiting, father time's creating. Significance. All other tunes are taboo. I want a ditty with heat in it. Appealing with feeling and meat in it. Sing me a song with social significance. Or you can sing till you're blue. Let meaning shine from every line. Or I won't love you. Sing me of wars and sing. Tell me of front page news Sing me of strikes and last minute headlines Dress your observation in syncopation Sing me a song with social significance There's nothing else that will do It must get hot with what is what Or I won't love a song that's satirical putting the mirror into miracle it must be packed with social fact or I won't love you sing me of kings and conferences Marshall. tell me of mills and mines sing me of i
13: New Zealand I read a magazine something nasty crossed my eye the earth that fed me in California was turning cracked and dry New Zealand ferns are always green it rains more there than it should I looked to the cloud that was raining on me and said go you can do some good clouds stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain, on California. I don't want to see her die. Met a guy from San Francisco in a railway ticket line. He said the Grateful Dead was alive and well, but the weather wasn't so fine. Nobody had a garden, nothing lived but weeds. The earth looked like some kind of feverish person who'd caught a strange disease. He said the reservoirs are empty, cattle dying too. Every tongue is reaching out to sip the morning dew. And they say the fields and valleys are turning green to brown. Let the farmers walk a dry and dusty mile in every farm and town. I'd stop crying and wasting time and fly across the sky And spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die I stared up to the diamond stars one cashmere night Black velvet sky and a raging river was no other sound or sight. The Big Dipper hung up above the river, and I felt that it was a shame. All this water here in California dry. I said to the Dipper by name, Reach down and kiss that raging river and fly across the sky. Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain, spread a lot of rain on California don't want to see her die. People and the animals like to gather where water flows. A beer, some tea, or a water hole it's there where something grows. And remember the music, water makes the rainy pool and the circle dance. The thunder of the ocean and the waterfall the laughing creek that feeds the plants. Now the fields are green again, beauty has returned Tragedies continue to show what we still got to learn Can't waste away the ocean, water, air or land If we upset this sacred ground we won't have any place to stand So reach down and kiss the raging river and fly across the sky Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her Spread a lot of rain, sweet rain Spread a lot of rain on California I don't want to see her die
5: That was Brother Charlie Morgan with uh, his song, California drought song, I call it, uh, about the long term effects, root causes, and uh, the consequences of our water use and disuse. Um, For that, we had. Uh, Sing me a song with social significance by Rosa Marie and June. This was uh, this is taken from a 1957 musical comedy called Pins and Needles that was uh, written and performed by members of the International Lady Garment Workers Union. So Rose is Rose is saying that uh, I don't want to hear all this stuff about. About the month of May and love and all that, you know, but sing to me about something real, something that's going on. So we got a lot of uh, labor news this week. We've got um, May 15th strikes for uh, higher wages by by, uh, fast food workers case of 246 girls being kidnapped and why it seems like no one cares. Uh, we're going to meet Lucy Parsons, a lady you wouldn't want to mess with. We're going to talk about the beginnings of May Day. When we talk about her. Um, this day in labor history. The strike in Mexico that set off the mexican revolution i had the good fortune this week to see the film uh, storm over mexico and uh, so for our weekly mu- movie review you know about uh, labor uh, a storm over mexico by retes is an excellent choice uh, we know much more, most of us know much more about the history of Western Europe than we do about Mexico. Certainly, the, the modern history of Mexico, you know, we barely know anything at all about that. Uh, which results in the fact that a lot of people go around thinking that Cinco de Mayo, which is passed is uh, Mexican Independence Day. It's nothing of the sort, but it is a day of great significance for another reason. It's the day that a Mexican army, what you might describe as a ragtag Mexican army, defeated one of Europe's and the world's great military powers at the time, the uh, French army, at a place called Puebla in Mexico. Mexico. And uh, it's about Mexican national pride, about not la- allowing a foreigner or a foreign power to come in and, uh, and take over your country and treat you like a dog. So uh, a great victory for the Mexican people, a great victory for all working-class people, I think because the Mexican army, though small, was aided by thousands and thousands of what we call common farmers, farm workers, and factory workers who uh, came out to fight against the French threat. So happy Cinco de Mayo to you. Um, Again, sports, sports keeps pushing itself in on our our labor show, our labor magazine, the cheerleaders all over the National Football League are uh, all of a sudden identifying as workers and talking like they even might have rights. And we're going to uh, discuss the minimum wage law that seemed to, I want to say seemed to, Raise the minimum wage in Seattle up to fifteen dollars an hour, but uh, not really. Okay, let's let's listen to our news feed. This is the Win News Workers International Network Workers Information Network.
8: Workers Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham.
14: It covers over 10,000 cities and neighborhoods across the country and involves, uh, boy, I think this year we have 120 million postcards that have been delivered and 35 to 40 million bags. So it's a really substantial effort to try to get out the word on the food drive uh, and uh, let the public help people in their own community.
8: The National Association of Letter Carriers, Pam Donato, this Saturday, May 10th, postal workers nationwide will collect tens of millions of pounds of donated food in their annual food drive that goes straight to local food pantries. Donato says all postal unions are involved in collecting food and delivering it. Collecting and delivering this much food for folks who need it wouldn't be possible if postal service operations were drastically cut back.
14: What this food drive illustrates, is not only the generosity of the American public, which we've known for a long time, but that it actually illustrates the strength and the potential that the Postal Service has in its network on the ground. Uh, this isn't about cuts. This is really about saying, we can do so much good and provide such a great service to business community and nonprofits alike by using the network that is in the Postal Service.
8: Workers at Case Logistics in Detroit have won union recognition, narrowly avoiding an unfair labor practices strike. The 160 workers sequenced auto parts for the Chrysler-Jefferson North Assembly Plant in Detroit. The UAW had filed unfair labor practice charges with the NLRB, and there was a 6 a.m. strike deadline. UAW says Case Logistics quickly came to the table before that Thursday deadline and agreed to recognize the UAW. Case worker Cynthia Hunter says she's thrilled to be able to sit across the table from Case and work on productive solutions for workers and the company. The UAW says its members throughout the region were ready to stand with Case workers if they had to strike. The Los Angeles Clean Car Wash Campaign has organized 14 car washes, more unionized car washes than in any other U.S. city. United Steelworkers Local 675 represents 133 workers at those car washes. Each of the car washes have pledged to follow all labor, health and safety laws and workers are getting a raise. A new car wash law that went into effect January 1st of 2014 requires all California car washes to register with the state's Department of Labor Standards Enforcement. Workers' Independent News is brought to you with support from union-owned and represented Bank of Labor, member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. The Bank of Labor is the bank of choice for unions and their members. Now you can do business with a bank that shares labor values. More info online at bankoflabor.com. You've been listening to Wynn, Workers' Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org.
5: Okay, that was our news feed. Um, significant events in uh, labor happening right now. Um, case workers, you know, the, the spread of the union idea. You know, I've heard people, even people on the left, say that uh, maybe unions' usefulness, is, unions have outlived their usefulness. That we needed them before but we don't need them now unions will never go away unions will never ever go away because the conditions that create unions the conditions of oppression and the conditions of wage theft uh that happen to everyone i'm not talking about overt wage theft i'm talking about every hour you work part of the money you earn your company is taken from you as, as if you're when you're a farm worker it's like a farm worker without having enough food to eat all day long the farm worker works for an employer produces all this food but in the end doesn't get any of it workers unable to buy what they produce All right, I mentioned uh, strikes scheduled for May 15th. Let's take a look at that. This is also from Workers Independent News. Uh, fast food workers mobilizing for better pay and the right to form unions without employee retaliation will walk off their jobs in 150 cities next week. And the, pro- and the movement is going global, with workers in 33 countries on six continents staging their own strike protests at McDonald's, Burger King, Wendy's, and KFC restaurants. Fast food workers made the announcement in New York City Wednesday. Fast food activists, active di- activists say their campaign is growing and gaining momentum. The first ever global meeting of fast food workers happened in New York City this week. Workers and union leaders from dozens of countries attended the meeting organized by the International Union of Food, Agricultural, Hotel, Restaurant, Catering, Tobacco, (laughs) and Allied Workers Association, otherwise known as the IUF. That federation includes 396 trade unions, In 126 countries, representing 12 million workers. IUF General Secretary Ron Oswald says the U.S. fast food workers fight for 15, caught the attention of and inspired workers all over the world. Oswald said this is just the beginning of an unprecedented, unprecedented international fast food worker Movement. So as corporations go multinational and supranational, uh, this case anyway, unions are following suit, We're talking about representing 12 million workers worldwide. And that's what's going to have to happen. Uh, there's going to have to be a worldwide labor movement. Uh, and certainly the basis is there for that kind of cooperation and sharing. Okay, the problems of the National Football League continue, we've got concussions, we've got uh, quote-unquote thugs, we've got uh, uh, owners, as usual, such as Dan Snyder, refusing to change the name of an overtly Racist name. Uh, not even supposed to say it on the air, but I mean, wh- what it is is talking about people's skin and what color it is, <laughs> making that the most important thing around them. Anyway, here's the story about now the cheerleaders. A former professional cheerleader for the New York Jets filed a wage theft lawsuit against the team Tuesday. Making the Jets the fourth NFL team this year, including our Raiders, to be sued by cheerleaders for allegedly violating state labor laws. Unlike the Buffalo Jills, Jets cheerleaders did not have to pass a jiggle test. Okay, jiggle test, they had to uh, walk around in front of these guys who were watching and shake their tits you know to uh, make sure that they would uh, make they would um, draw attention to themselves the seattle seahawks pay their cheerleaders the seagulls for all the hours they put in including overtime let's see what we got about the jiggle test i Anyway, uh, former Cincinnati Bengal, Alexa Brenneman, filed a similar lawsuit against her team. Raiderette Lacey T kicked things off with a wage theft lawsuit against the Raiders. Um, so, I mean, we're talking about a nine-nine $9 billion industry We're talking $9 billion. They were instructed when to change their tampons and how to properly wash intimate areas. They were required to appear in bikinis at an annual golf tournament where they were stuck in a dunk tank or auctioned off and made to ride around in golf carts on the laps of winning bidders. Hmm, okay. Uh, <laughs> Nine billion dollars. A woman named Crystal C alleges in her lawsuit that although she earned $150 a game, plus $100 for outside appearances, she was not paid for thrice weekly practices or rehearsals, or for a compulsory participation in the for-profit cheerleading camp sponsored by the Jets. Okay, the Raiders' response has has been that, uh, oh yeah, even though we're routinely breaking California labor law, Raiders' attorneys now say that when the Raiderettes signed their contracts, They signed away their rights to sue in court. Aha! So, if you're a slave and you sign, someone tells you you have to sign a paper to get work or to live or continue on with your life, are you gonna sign it? Probably a lot of a lot of women were hoping for uh, some kind of money here to support themselves. The uh, Lacey. The the Raiderette who's suing has two kids. Anyway, the Raiders' attorney writes, uh, attorney-like, the plaintiff signed written employment agreements stating that all disputes they have with Oakland Raiders shall be subject to binding arbitration through the National Football League. Does this give the Raiders the right to violate California law they're definitely saying that it is that it does so watch this case the, the old sports uh, establishment is falling apart the NCAA the the recent allegations about owners in sports leagues we're talking about Don Sterling, of course, uh, just reveals to us that this is a business, and this is how you get over in business. You try to discredit critics like the, the brain doctors who brought the first uh, concussion cases. You, you try to shut everything up so you can keep making money. have to watch this case and now something about the minimum wage law which a lot of people have really uh, hailed as a a victory for working people if you're a low-wage worker in Seattle good luck finding out how much you will earn under mayor Ed Murray's proposal to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour in a news conference on May 1st an international day of worker protests and celebration Ari unveiled a minimum wage plan so complicated reporters can't understa- understand it, as described by The Stranger, Seattle's alternative weekly. Kshmana Kshama Sawant, Chama Sawan, a socialist, elected to the Seattle City Council last fall on a platform of a 15-per- dollar per hour minimum wage, says the proposal is a step forward, but notes that it contains numerous loopholes and could take more than a decade to come into effect. If we don't remain unrelenting, we're going to get very little. Workers fall under one of four classes depending on the size of the business they work for, whether they can get tips, and whether the employer provides health care. The proposal gives big businesses, that is more than 500 employees, three years to raise wages to $15 an hour and four years if they provide health care. Small businesses, which cover more than 99% of businesses in Seattle, and 70% of full-time workers have seven years To get to the $15 an hour, if they only offer wages. If the employer offers health care or other worker, or the worker earns tips, then these dollar amounts will be added to wages. So their minimum compensation is $15 an hour by 2019. Uh, So it's all very complicated. I invite you to check the article out. It's in uh, Working These Times, in these times dot com website. But uh, it is a step forward when uh, such a thing can be passed uh, in a major American city. By the way, a city with a very strong and proud labor heritage uh maybe things are maybe th- these things will be included in what's called the quote-unquote the national debate okay yak 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 uh i'm gonna remember my own mother now i'm gonna play a little set of songs for her songs that she loved and um uh, Maybe a little anecdote about her. Today's the day to remember your mother, the first woman in your life. Um, Mothers can be sources of enormous strength. But I would say most of the time, 99.9% of the time, that mother-daughter, mother-son relationship is the first... And one of the very strongest in your life, uh, for good or bad. All right, anyway, this is a song my mom loved by uh, Glenn Miller when she was a young Greek girl in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That was uh, Glenn Miller Orchestra with Joe Glazer's In the Mood. Um, Christine Morgan was born in 1916 in Minneapolis, Minnesota, of uh, Greek parents. Her family comes from an area of Greece called the Magni. Uh, She was raised in public schools in Minneapolis, um, played tennis around Powderhorn Park, had uh, several sisters and brothers. It was a big Greek family, and uh, they lived in a house which uh, I recently went and visited in Minneapolis. It was, by all intents and purposes, uh, a, a nice situation, a lot of people around, a lot of love Uh, Especially from their mother, Alexandra. Okay, this is a song she also loved, although maybe not this version, but I think uh, she would like it anyway. Here we go with Ray Charles. Uh, Christine lived at home Uh, she was kind of the baby of the family the youngest of the sisters she spent a lot of time with her youngest brother the younger of, of all the kids Charles and they were they were very close um she married uh, Bill Morgan a guy she met uh, one Sunday when he came to dinner my uh, grandfather was had four daughters so he wanted he wanted to make sure they married Greek guys say so he had five daughters Christine anyway he wanted to make sure they married Greek guys so he, he would invite Greek students from the University of Minnesota over to his house for on Sunday afternoon, for dinner, guy was no fool. Uh, one of the Greek guys brought William Morgan, Bill Morgan, my dad, who was really broke a student, worked at a mortuary to support himself. Uh, they met and uh, began a courtship. Okay, so I want to play another one of her favorites um, sung in this sung here by uh, Placido Domingo Placido Domingo yeah she loved this song too Charles with a deeply soulful version of uh, You Are My Sunshine and we finished up here with uh, Alo Guerrero Let's fi- let, let, We're going to finish up with this one I had Spanish Eyes by Placido Domingo. And uh, when we play that Lalo Guerrero song, then we know it's time to uh, take a break. You are tuned in to Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio Studios are at 21st in Florida. Mutiny is much more than a radio station. It's an art center. We have comedy, we have uh, graphic art, plastic art.